Good morning, everyone. It is great to see so many of you in person. Um, and for those who are worshiping online, we're so glad that you are with us as well. If you're worshiping online, write something in the comments uh, so we know who is with us. But for those of you who are in person too, I'm so glad to see all of you. And some of you, this is my first time uh, seeing you in person in a while. So I'm so glad you're back. Um, wanted to let you all know, we're going to have some great pictures on the church Facebook page in just a little bit. We, uh, some of the children, youth, and families went and did a little birthday um, singing in Miss Beth's yard. And for those of you who don't know Miss Beth, she has been one of the Sunday school teachers here for a very long time. And the kids and youth and families just love her. And she loved the birthday surprise. Uh, she actually sang Father Abraham with us so and did all the motions, so she had a blast. Um, this coming Saturday is going to be our uh, Camp Sumatango Work Saturday. Uh, that's March 13th. You can work um, two different shifts, one in the morning or one in the afternoon, or you could stay with us all day from 9 to 3. I plan on working early so that I can go hike up to that beautiful cross, uh, but I would love for you to join us. You can sign up for that on our website so we know, or call the office so we know how much lunch to get for everyone. Uh, we're not only showing love to Camp Sumatanga, we're also showing love to the Love Center uh, here in Gadsden this month. Um, for those of you who don't know what the Love Center is, it is a homeless shelter for women and families right here in Gadsden. Um, and on our Palm Sunday celebration, we will be collecting Dawn soap, paper towels, toilet paper, dishwasher pods, and hand sanitizer bottles. So we're going to be doing a big uh, collection for them. And you can, don't have to just give on Palm Sunday for that. You could bring that anytime. Pathfinders and Martin Fellowship Sunday School classes were back in person uh, today. So that is awesome. And the Martin Fellowship class had 16 back in person, and uh, they had a great time. I walked by, they had a great time. Uh, they were able to spread out, and they said there's plenty of room for more people. And I even heard that everybody in the class has had their vaccine, so they want you to feel safe to come on back. Um, I want to let you know the beautiful flowers here at the altar today are in honor of Holly Freeman Sparks, um, given by Greg and Nola Neighbors, Robert and Ella Neighbors, and Judy Gray. My last announcement is this, uh, Palm Sunday, we will not be in the sanctuary. We're gonna have a different time too. We're gonna be 10 o'clock, March 28th, at the amphitheater outside. So we can spread out, everybody can invite their friends. Um, and we even have some animals coming. It's gonna be great. The kids are gonna be singing, there's gonna be animals. It's gonna be awesome. I'm excited, looking forward to it. So, uh, and then of course, Easter will be here. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful um, to see so many people today uh, that we haven't seen in a while. We're thankful to see our friends, and we're thankful for those worshiping online. Uh, God, we pray that uh, during this time, you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
please remain standing and join us for the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. be seated. Well, we love our children here at Gaston First United Methodist Church, and they are in great hands with Miss Catherine. She's going to take them to Children's Church right now. So kids, let's go and have fun, all right? We grown-ups are going to have fun in here too, just saying. Thank you for joining us in worship today, and, and like Pastor Andy said, I'm so glad to see some of your faces I haven't seen up until now, um, and, and it's wonderful to see you. It was great to go to uh, Sunday school class today. It just is the simple things, you know. We had, um, I went to Pathfinder's class, and it was great, and it just, it just felt so good. So um, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us online. I know that, that many of you are, are seeing us online and worshiping with us that way. We're connected to you, too. And we're, we're glad to be worshiping with you today. Um, I want to ask for your support. We have so many great ministries in this church and continue to support our ministries by the giving of tithes and offerings. We're going to have a communion, Holy Communion today. So I want to ask everybody in here, if you can, to leave uh, at some point before you walk out of here leave an offering on the altar rail today. It's, it's been our tradition to leave a communion offering, just whatever God blesses you with. And what we use that for is to help the people who call our church on a daily basis asking for help. It's our, our local missions fund. And so if, if you help in that way, if you're at home or if you're giving online, if you'll tag it communion offering, then we could really use the help. Otherwise, we have, for our regular offerings, we have a plate at this door and a plate at that door. If you're here in person, you can give online. If you're uh, at home or if you just like to give online, you can text to give. All kinds of ways that you can support your church and receive the blessing that comes with knowing that you're increasing God's kingdom by doing that. Your prayer requests are important to us because we have an active prayer ministry in this church and we, we blessed our, our prayer blankets last week, uh, but I just want to remind you, we want your prayer requests. We want to hear your answers to prayer, too, because we love that. It encourages us. Will you now bow with me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Gracious God, just still our hearts as, as we bow before you today. Sometimes it gets so hectic, and we get so busy, and we feel the weight of the world on our shoulders, but help us to let go of that. Help us to just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath right now, because we cannot take yesterday's breath, and we cannot take tomorrow's breath, but we can breathe right now and know that you are with us, to know your forgiveness when we ask you, Lord, to know your strength, Lord, that upholds us. To know your guidance that directs our feet. Lord, we have people that we know and love that just need an extra touch from you. Some are so discouraged and some are so lonely. 
and some have such great physical and emotional needs. We trust our friends into your hands too, Lord. We, Lord, pray that you would touch all of our hearts as we worship together today. May your word come alive to us as we, lo- as we open it together. May we open our hearts too. And will you teach us today, Lord, the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
tell you, um, Pastor Andy, do you want to get up and follow that? I, I just, <laughs> oh, I, I so appreciate the music ministry in this church, and I appreciate uh, our, our singers and our instrumentalists, and um, it, it's such a blessing. I mean, it really is. It truly is. Um, so tell your friends, tell your friends to go back. If they, if they didn't, if they weren't here, if they didn't see, tell them to go back and, and watch. Just, uh, well, I mean, the sermon's okay too, but uh, the music, man. Ephesians chapter two is a scripture today. The words are gonna be up on the screen if you wanna follow along there. You, if you have one of those fancy phone apps, you can follow along there. Or if you're at home and you have an old fashioned paper Bible, you can follow along. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of my teachers, Chuck Connery, used to tell us about growing up and his um, strong Roman Catholic home. His mother was very devout. And from his earliest memories, his earliest childhood memories are of his mother teaching him to pray. He said he was about four years old and he remembers kneeling beside his mom's bed and she uh, had him fold his little hands and she tried to teach him the Lord's Prayer. And in the middle of the Lord's Prayer, as they got started, he stopped his mom and said, Mom, who is God? And his mother thought for a moment, and hanging over her bed was a crucifix. If you're not familiar, Roman Catholic uh, cross with uh, Jesus hanging on the cross. So she pointed to the crucifix. She said, son, that's God, referring to, to Jesus. But in Chuck's little four-year-old mind, he thought that that crucifix was what she was referring to. He couldn't, he couldn't separate the concrete from the abstract, and so it satisfied his little curiosity. And so later on that day, he was up in his room, and he was laying on his bed, and he pictured in his mind that cross, that crucifix. And he said to the cross in his mind, and to Jesus on the cross, I love you, God. And he said in his little mind, the, the horizontal bars of the cross went up into a smile, a smiley face. And he felt so good. He felt like God was happy with him. And later on that day, he did what all four-year-old little boys do. He got into trouble. He did something he wasn't supposed to do, and he got sent to his room to time out. And he was feeling pretty bad about himself. He was laying on the bed with his lips stuck out. And again, he pictured the crucifix in his mind and he looked and this time the bars were turned down and a frowny face. Um, now that may sound just like a silly story of a little four-year-old boy, but I want to tell you what, that kind of thinking about God uh, sometimes follows us into adulthood. And it goes like this, if I do something good, then God is happy with me. If I do something bad, then God doesn't like me. And that kind of theology is something that I call merit theology. And it means that I have to earn the favor of God. It's understandable when you're a four-year-old and you're learning what good and bad is and uh, what, what to do and where the line between right and wrong is, is very, is, is okay, you know. But as you grow up physically, as you grow up emotionally, you're also supposed to grow up spiritually and you're supposed to learn that it just doesn't work. Merit theology, just, it doesn't work. 
You see it sometimes in the Old Testament. And, and if, if all you ever read was the story in the Old Testament and you saw how people's, in people's mind it was, it was all merit theology. If, if I obey what God has said to do, then the rain will fall on my crops and I'll have something to eat. And then all of our, our wives will bear sons to us to carry on the family name. And when our armies go to battle, they'll be victorious if we do what God says to do. And if we don't do what God says to do, well then it'll quit raining and we'll have drought. Our crops will fail and our, our women will be barren and our armies will be defeated and overrun by the enemy. It's smiley face or frowny face. It's blessing or it's cursing. And we see that over and over again. We don't just see it in the Old Testament, though. We see it a lot of times in the, in the prosperity theology uh, that, that has been popular even in our own society, in our own country. Uh, uh, some friends of ours um, used to be a part of a church that was kind of all about this blessing and cursing kind of deal. And uh, our friends had a, a grown son that, that got married, and he and his beautiful wife uh, had their first child together and they were both working so hard and they they bought their first house and then you know what a big deal that is when you get your first house you got your kids you got your first house and they were celebrating and someone from the old church that they were in which was kind of one of those prosperity gospel kind of churches said what an example of God's favor on your son and daughter-in-law and she said, you know, I just don't think that's a good example of God's favor at all. I think it's a good example of a young couple that worked hard, that saved their money, and made some really wise decisions. I don't think it's smiley face, frowny face. You see, why smiley face, frowny face, merit theology doesn't work? You've lived long enough. You've experienced this. You've seen that it just doesn't hold water because too many times you see really, really awful, wicked people who seem like they haven't made in the shade, you know? And then you see these, these really good, honest, honorable, righteous people that have to go through horrible suffering and loss when it seems like they're just doing everything right. They're doing everything God asked them to do. Now, I'm not talking about the principle of reaping and sowing because we are responsible. We, actions do have consequences. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about doing everything right and still, still feeling like God's not smiling. You see, uh, looking at God and saying, God, look, I deserve better than this. I deserve more than this. Because of I did this for you, then you're supposed to pay me back. That kind of merit theology just doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. Now, not everybody believes that way. I know not everybody, not everybody believes the same way. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of different denominations in the world. We have different branches and different ideas and we can't even agree, even within our own denomination on some things. We are, I don't think we're meant to agree on everything. Do you? Different, different strokes for different folks, right? John Wesley said this, and I think that he got it from St. Augustine. He said, um, here's what we have. we have. We have in the essentials, we have unity. In the non-essentials, we have liberty. And in all things, we have charity or love. So there are things in our denominations for Methodists that 
are non-essentials. It's usually what we end up arguing about the most. They're really not essential. We've got a pretty big tent in the United Methodist Church. And underneath our tent of our denomination, you can find people that are Pentecostal and people that are uh, just liberal and you, people all over the place under the theological spectrum. Most of us are somewhere kind of in the middle, right? Somewhere kind of in the middle. Not way off to one side, not way off to the other side. But what I try to do is I try to remember I have strong opinions about things just like you do, but I try to extend liberty to other people who believe differently from me, and I try to show charity in all things because I firmly believe that we can disagree with one another without being nasty. I really believe that. So, my theology is what I call a peanut butter and banana sandwich theology. Now, I'm about to tell you this right before lunch. So if you get hungry, then um, you can go home and have a peanut butter and banana sandwich. So um, here's what I'm talking about. What are the essentials of a peanut butter and banana sandwich? Peanut butter, bananas, and bread, right? Those are the essentials. We have unity in the essentials, all right? Um, now, the non-essentials come into play in how you make your sandwich and some of the choices that you make. And, and let's just kind of take an informal poll here, and you can comment in the comment section if you're worshiping online with us. Uh, how many people only use Jif peanut butter? That's it, okay? Or Peter Pan, any Peter Pan folks here? Yeah. Anybody that use crunchy, any crunchy people? Usually have several crunchy, crunchy people. Uh, okay, uh, does anyone have a particular kind of bananas you like? Does anybody like Chiquita bananas or Dole, you know? Maybe a little on the green side, a little on the ripe side, all right? So when you're making your sandwich, how many of you cut your bananas up into little round medallions? and put it on there. I'm a medallion person. Fewer of these, but some people cut them lengthways. Any lengthways cutting people here? Yeah. And then every now and then, Pastor Andy, you find people who take their bananas and their peanut butter and they put it in a bowl and they mash it all together and make it into one glob. Oh, you're shaking your head. And then they put the, they put the glob on there. So anybody brave enough to admit you're a glob, a glob person? I, I know some people that do. They, they swear by it, you know? Okay, who only uses white bread? It, it has to be white bread. Who uses wheat bread? Uh, who toasts their bread before they do their peanut butter and banana sandwich? Okay, now this, I'm going to fix, throw you a curveball here. Who grills their piano, uh, peanut butter banana sandwich like Elvis did? Okay, anybody? Uh, if you're in Florence, Alabama, go to Trowbridges and you can get a grilled peanut butter and banana sandwich like, like Elvis did. And ice cream is a great place, by the way. Anybody put mayonnaise on their peanut butter and banana sandwich? Look at there, Andy. Yeah, that's a whole different theology there. That's a whole different theology with the mayonnaise. But the point of all this is there's a lot of different ways to make a peanut butter banana sandwich. The way you make your sandwich is not the essentials. That's my theology. I'm okay with you making your sandwich different than I make my sandwich. What is essential is peanut butter, bread, and bananas. If you're going to have a peanut butter and banana sandwich. So these essentials represents some of the things that we talked about in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. And I, I really think that, that we're hungry for this kind of thing. You know why? Because the merit theology, the smiley face and the frowny face theology, just, it doesn't hold water. It might work sometimes, but it doesn't work most of the time. So how are we saved? We, we sang a song uh, 
Uh, on Christ the solid rock I stand and Christ is our solid rock the essentials so how do we relate to Christ how are we saved and Ephesians 2 8 through 10 tells us these I kind of boil this down to six words and these are the kind of the ingredients of our peanut butter and banana sandwich theology these six words the first two are by grace by grace so if I were to ask you a, a question and you were to answer me back, uh, let me just see if you'll do that and you could do it in the comments. The question is this, how are we saved? And your answer is by grace, by grace. That means that it is an unmerited, undeserved gift of God. It's a gift. So. When somebody gives you a gift, you don't say, well, how much do I owe you for this? Because if you owed them something for it, if you paid them something for it, it wouldn't be a gift, right? That's kind of the definition of a gift. If you have to pay for it, it wouldn't be one. So when we come to Christ, which is the only thing that will satisfy the hunger in our hearts, the only thing that gives us peace with God, it's all about grace. It's all about the gift. It's not about how smart we are. It's not about how wonderful our works are it's not about our intelligence or our ability or even all of the good deeds that we try to stack up to make God smile we have to be really really clear on this one more time how are we saved by grace these six words by the way will change your life if we really get a good hold of them They'll satisfy your hunger. Okay, the next two words, and I want you to say this out loud with me or write it in the comments. The next two words are through faith, through faith. So let's put all four of those words together, shall we? How are we saved? By grace, through faith. Yeah. You see, we already defined Grace is the unmerited, undeserved gift of God. But faith, I always like to go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and let the scripture define what faith is. And Hebrews 11, 1 says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and being certain of what we do not see. Faith is assurance combined with anticipation. Let's just say, your parents, let's say you're a little kid and your parents are giving you a birthday party and you are just sure that at your party you're gonna get some birthday gifts. You haven't gotten them yet, but you're, you're assured of that in your heart. You're assured of it. Even though you haven't seen it yet, you're assured of it. Well, why are you assured of it? You're assured of it because you know your mom and dad love you and want to give you good things. And you also know you're assured of it based on previous experiences. Because last year you also had a birthday party. And, you know, I don't know if you, were, you grew up and you had lots of presents or a few presents. But you had some presents. And so you have past experience to go on to. You're assured of it. Now, when you get your presents and they're wrapped up in, in packages with a bow on it, you have anticipation of that, that it's going to be something good, something that, that will make you smile, that they're not going to wrap up, Pastor Andy, they're not going to wrap up a jar of mayonnaise for you. That wouldn't be right for you. I would love it. And your parents, are they don't want to give you bad gifts they want to give you good gifts why because they're good and they love you so that's how we receive the gift of salvation by grace it's a gift from God we can't see God okay but we have an assurance by faith we have the assurance because God is a, a, a good heavenly parent and we know that God loves us 
And we know from past experience that God has been good, good, good to us. And we have anticipation. We know that the gifts that are out there that are wrapped up, we haven't seen yet. We're anticipating that they're going to be good. We don't know what heaven's like. We don't know what heaven's, we don't know what that awaits us. But we anticipate our heaven above while we're still below. We can't see it, but we have the assurance. Not because we're good, because we're not always good, are we? But because God is good by grace, through faith. The last two words in our six words that will change your life are do good. Do good. So remember, I talked about how we're kind of hungry, we're kind of restless for God. Um, and we're, we're, not, we're not hungry for a God that we have to earn uh, that God's favor and, and just be good all the time so God will always smile. We're hungry for actually the way God wants to relate to us by grace, through faith. And there's another hunger and another restlessness, which I really believe we have, that extends down into verse 10. And sometimes people want to just quote Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of works lest anyone should boast. It's a gift from God. So, and people want to just like, okay, that's my memory verse. But then in verse 10, it tells us something amazing. It says we're God's workmanship. We're God's handiwork. We're God, what God made us. And God made us, created us. For doing good things which God has prepared in advance for us to do. All of us are different. All of us have different abilities and talents. All of us have something that you were just cut out to do. And I believe that all of us have a restlessness in our heart until we are able to do that purpose for which God has created us. Our hearts are restless until we do what God made us to do. Because we're not saved by works. That would be merit theology. We're not saved by works. We are saved for good works, though. You see the difference? God has prepared something in advance that he wants us to do. And out of a heart of gratitude, out of a heart of gratitude, for the grace that he's given us, we can just, as we say in the South, we can just haul off and do it. We can haul off and do it. We can, we can make somebody's life a little bit better, make where we live look a little bit more like the kingdom of God on earth. We can do it. I've seen you, Pastor Andy, I've seen them do it. I've seen you do that. I've seen you do good works, not because you thought you had to earn brownie points, but out of a heart of gratitude, I've seen you do it. I know that you can do it out of a grateful heart, out of a, an attitude that says, God has been so good to me, I want to do what God has made me to do. So, by grace... Through faith, do good. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the simplicity of this way that we can relate to you. That even though it's not easy, it's simple. That we can understand that by grace we receive that gift through faith because we, there are things we can't see with our eyes. We have to have assurance in our hearts. And then out of gratitude, we do the things, the good works that you have prepared for us to do. So Lord, help us to have essentials in that unity. Help us, Lord, also to grant liberty in the non-essentials. And to show love and charity in all things. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. I want to um, again um, 
make sure that you have uh, received one of the cups and, and wafers for the communion elements. If you have not, would you raise your If you're in this building you have not, would you raise your hand so that we can have somebody make sure that they get one to you? Um, in just a moment, we're going, to, uh, we're going to receive these elements. And I want to um, just kind of, there's a design flaw in this some kind of way. It's just hard to peel that little upper, upper one off. And so if you are sitting next to somebody that has better fingernails than you and can help you help your neighbor like you did in kindergarten, right? Help your neighbor if you need to. Sometimes if you twist it, it works better. If you're at home, we're not going to do drive-through communion tonight. We have done in the past few weeks, past few months, we've done drive-through communion. Not doing that today. So if you're worshiping at home with us, then go and get whatever you have on hand, uh, and, and God will bless that communion with you as we worship together. We're going to um, ask you to uh, follow along with us as we prepare for communion. all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful, Merciful God, God, we confess, confess that we, we have not loved you with our whole heart. heart. We, have we have failed, failed to, to be an obedient, obedient church. church. We have not, we have not done, done your, your will. will. We have, we have broken, broken your law. law. We have we rebelled against, against your love. love. We have not, not loved our neighbors. neighbors. We, have we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. We will continue with the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts and Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, 
With the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. The body of Christ, broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. to invite you to stand and sing our closing hymn. It is number 365, Grace Greater Than...
And now, sisters and brothers in Christ, will you receive this benediction? By grace, through faith, do good. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.